do the unthinkable. They sweep the Houston Astros. Definitely did not see this coming. And it's just, it's a change in momentum as far as the young kids really getting the call. And Jason Dominguez is really the headliner here as he homers in his first at bat, his first swing in his major league career is deposited for an opposite field home run off of Justin Verlander. And he would hit a, you know, the big blow in the third game to give the Yankees the sweep. He homered off of Christian Javier in that one as well. And not to mention Austin Wells caught all three games, did a great job with the, with the pitching staff. Uh, the Astros, you know, combined scored, what, seven runs in the three games? And Wells did a really nice job. You know, he even contributed an RBI double in the third game. He had a pretty big sack fly as well in game two. Uh, and he and he got a hit in his first at-bat. So, Yankees, look, this was their best series of the season. You know, I'm thinking about it. This was their best. I mean, it was only their fourth sweep of the season. But let's think about the other three. Two of them, home against Oakland, home against Kansas City. I mean, those are your, like your easiest combination of series you could have, and they got those sweeps. And then it was at Cincinnati, but that was before Cincinnati, you know, kind of called up all their prospects. It was a different time. Now, still, like, you look at that, and that's, you know, I'm not going to just shake that off, but still, like, this is by far the Yankees' best series of the season. Uh, and it's just... Very bittersweet in many ways um, that now the Yankees beat the Astros. Like, when for the Yankees, it doesn't matter in the standings. Now, the good thing is, it's always nice to see the Astros, you know, to put them in a tough spot is never a bad thing. And for them, like, this is a this is an extremely important series. They are battling it out, not only for the AL West, but just to make the playoffs. Now, look. Everything is still right in front of the Astros. You have Texas, who's been struggling a lot lately. The Mariners lost a series to the Mets over the weekend. So for the Astros, as bad as it was, they still leave this series with total control of their own destiny. But still, if you look back, at the end of the season, if they don't win the division, you can certainly look back at this series and, and at least be happy about the fact that you played a role in the Astros not winning the division, which is very important. Um... You know, with this format and the way that things are laying out in the American League, this was absolutely crucial for the Astros, and they really, they really did nothing. Um, you know, Game Two was very close. I mean, look, like Game One, the Yankees had, I'd say, pretty handily. Game Two was close, and the Yankees won. And Game Three, you know, look, of course it was close, but like you know, once the Yankees took that lead, you know, they they really ran with it. Um, so a lot of good stuff to talk about again, like. Going into this series, I, I was rooting against the Yankees. I, I fully admitted that, fully said that, and you know. But I'm seeing, and, and by the end of this series, you know, by by the time Game Three rolled around, I was rooting for the Yanks. And don't get me wrong, I am like the kids, 100% rooting for them. I, mean, I, I was so happy when Dominguez homered in his first at bat. I was so happy. So don't get me wrong, it's not, you know. I'm rooting for them, I think, in the right places and rooting against them in the right places as well. But you just look at the team and you look at the lineup and it's just there's just more likable guys. I mean, just simply put, there's just more guys to root for. Um, whereas before, it was tough and, and it was stale and it, and, it, and it just makes you think, should they have done this sooner? It's on the table, right? And, and I'm sure they have their reasons, but you know, I think they should have probably gone youth movement earlier. 
certainly a month earlier. You know, I, I think once they decided to do nothing at the deadline, that could have been a good time to do it. Again, I, I understand why they wouldn't have. I do. I don't agree with it, but I, I can understand the reasons. But look, like, there's just improvements and it's improvements on the field, and it's improvements within the locker, within the uh, the clubhouse. You know, you can just tell it. And maybe I was skeptical about this, and I still am. Maybe this does have 2016 feels to it. I, again, I, I don't think we're like Dominguez is the Sanchez uh, in this situation. But I, I just that 16 felt really good. Now, maybe if 17 didn't gone as well as it did, maybe you look back at 16 differently. That's fair, right? Where if 17 was kind of just like a nothing sort of season, maybe you look back at 16 and say, eh, yeah. But I think Yankee fans, we look back at that fondly, and so you're hoping somehow that this can be like that. And we'll see. There's 25 games to go, a lot of time left, but the energy has changed. I don't want Cashman off the hook. I don't want Boone off the hook. So that, that's what makes this tough. But yeah, moving forward, my, my opinions have changed. I'll say this. The Yankees are kind of in no man's land, which isn't a fun place to be as a fan. Um, but if you can kind of just, you know, if you can put all your negative thoughts aside, it's an okay, it, you're in an okay place. But again, like, Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs, right? Like, it's just not happening. Barring, barring something completely unforeseen, that, that ain't happening. And, you know, it, it just seems like they're headed in a direction where, you know, there will be positive feelings leaving the season. Again, that's not a bad thing. But but I still think that there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. Big time. But, but let's enjoy this Astros series because, you know, again, never thought it would have happened. The Yankees ended up going 7-3 uh, on the road trip. We talked about this after the... National series. I thought three and seven was a distinct possibility. I thought at best four and six. I couldn't have been more wrong. And you know they lost two out of three to the Rays, which was kind of you know par for the course. But then they go six and one uh, this week versus the Tigers and the uh, Astros. Just uh, something I did not see coming. And it just shows you how long a baseball season can be. Not in the playoff sense, but in the fact that it looked like kind of. Last place looked like it was definitely going to be last place, and I'll still say that I think that it's the likely outcome, but with the four-game set versus the Red Sox, that's not completely over. But forgetting about that, the over 500, under 500 thing, I thought, okay, this is going to be the year that it ends, and now here we are, one game under 500 with 25 games to go. So that streak could continue. Now, whether we want that streak to continue or not, I'm very much back and forth on. If the roster stayed the way that it had been, I definitely would have said, lose. But with the kids, it's just a different, it, it's a lot harder to root against them. It just is. So anyway, Yankees-Astros, housekeeping. Um, Randy Vasquez ended up being that pitcher. Remember, we, I, I don't even think I brought him up, actually. I, I, for, you know, not that it's, I should have, um, but I remember I was bringing up, you know, Marinaccio, Greg Weissert. Weissert was called up by the end of the series, but it's Vasquez who got the call and actually did pitch in game one. Also, Ian Hamilton was warming up in game two, and he pulled his groin again. So similar to what we saw. Now, we didn't like see it on TV, but I did see him warming up. And then I thought it was strange because then all of a sudden Johnny Brito came in the game. And the reason for that was is that Hamilton's on the IL. They're hoping that he'll be back before the end of the season. We'll see, right? I mean, 
there's time, but not that much time. And so Greg Weissert is called up in place of Hamilton. So, you know, now the Yankees have a 28-man roster. So game one, Carlos Rodon versus Justin Verlander, and the Yankees got to Verlander, which they don't normally do. And it's not to say that Justin Verlander always looks good versus the Yanks. Sometimes I think they let him off the hook. Here, the Yankees hit four homers, you know, four homers against Justin Verlander. Um, you know, DJ to start it out, Dominguez, Stanton, and Judge. And Carlos Rodon was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, five innings, two runs. It's not amazing, but it was a nice outing for him. I, I think for me, this was one of my more preferred Rodon, Rodon outings in a while. More so than the Ray one, even though I know there was a lot of good there. More so than the National one as well. So I think that this was definitely a, a quality outing for Rodon. And again, it's, it says a lot about Austin Wells. Austin Wells playing all three games. So here's what I think the plan is going to be. I think Rortfed's going to continue to catch call. I think Higashioka will be in versus lefties. And then everything else is going to be... So versus righties in non-call games, I think it's going to be Austin Wells. And, that, and that's good. He'll, he will get a good amount of playing time within that. Maybe, you know, he'll get the odd DH day, right? When you have a Rortved or a... Uh, or, or Higashioka behind... Oh, no, not, not Higashioka. Sorry. They might sit him versus lefties. But in a situation... You know, that presents itself where you're versus righty and calls to the mound. Maybe Wells does get the odd DH day. But um, also of note, Glaber Torres, who returned for Game 3 of the series, was a late scratch for Game 1. Bit of a back issue for uh, for Glaber. And so he did not play the first and second game, which led to, um, you know... In the Connor Falefa was the guy was sort of the beneficiary of that in Game One, and then as Waldo Cabrera benefited from Glaber being out in Game Two, and so Peraza bounced around a bit in this series between second and third. Um, Pereira played left field, you know, strictly left field, and for, and for Pereira, you know, I, I think that there's struggles there. And look, let him play the rest of the way. Don't get me wrong, but if I'm looking at it objectively, you know, Pereira's definitely got some work to do. Was very impressed by Dominguez and well and Wells. And Dominguez is the story here. We're, we're going to talk more about Jason Dominguez, the Martian. So, um, DJ starts that with a homer, opposite field homer, very reminiscent of the home run off of uh, Ozuna, um, Osuna in Game Six against the Astros in 2019. Same sort of part of the field at Minute Maid Park, opposite field homer. And if I didn't mention earlier, uh, this is the Yankees' first three-game sweep versus the Astros since 2013, uh, the last series of that season, the one uh, Andy Pettit, his last start uh, in his major league career, a complete game, actually. I don't remember if it was a complete game game shut up, but it was a complete game win. That much I remember. Um, And so, yeah, it's been a long time. And like the Astros, that was kind of the end of the Astros not being good. I think like J.D. Martinez might have been on the Astros at that point. So, yeah, they, they were not a good team then. But LeMahieu with a leadoff homer, and then you get a two-out walk by Stanton off of Verlander, then Jason Dominguez. His first swing, second pitch. The first pitch he took for a strike. Second pitch, deposits it. Opposite field homer off of Verlander, two, uh, 3 nothing Yankees. What a way to start. And, you know, you think about, you know, in my fandom, um... I think that there were four others. Marcus Timms and two. The, the most really similar to this in a lot of ways was Marcus Timms off of Randy Johnson. First pitch, I think, in 2002. Um, and that was off. And Johnson had been the reigning Cy Young winner. 
as was Verlander. So, uh, you know, small company there with Tims and Dominguez. Andy Phillips, uh, I think, had a late season. I think it was at Fenway Park. I think it was a blowout game in September. September call-up situation. Phillips must have been probably 2004, 2005, one of those two seasons. I, I can't remember which one. That wasn't as memorable. But then the more memorable one, 2016, back-to-back homers for Tyler Austin and Aaron Judge. Uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays in their first at-bats. So, hey, it's special company. And Dominguez is one of four Yanks, uh, most recently Aaron Judge, to hit two homers in their first three games um, of their major league career as Yankees. I think that's what the stat was. Uh, And Yogi Berra was on that list as well. So anyway, Dominguez makes it 3-0 in the first inning. Um, Jose Altuve gets hurt. Um, fouls the ball off his leg, I believe, and that would leave the game. He would finish the at-bat, but leave the game. He would return. He didn't play game two, but he would play game three. Mauricio Dubon replaces him. And then Austin Wells gets a single in his first at-bat um, of his major league career. So, you know, that should not be forgotten. Then Jose Abreu homers off of Rodon in the second to cut the, the Yankee lead to 3-1. Then in the third, you get an Aaron Judge leadoff single, then Giancarlo Stanton. A very, very uh, Stantonian blast, 433 feet, uh, just a missile. Um, but you know, a little bit more, a um, little bit more height to this one, so maybe not so Stantonian. I, I guess those are more line drives. This was just, uh, just a mammoth shot. His 21st summer of the season gives the Yanks a 5-1 lead. Uh, in the third, you get a two-out RBI double by Kyle Tucker. To make it 5-2. In terms of Dominguez's defensive center, fine. Wasn't really tested a whole lot, but looked fine out there. Um, so, you know, again, it's just funny how, you know, you go from Bader to Dominguez. And, um, you know, you would think that defensively you'll take a hit. But offensively, it seems like you're definitely improving. So, 5-2. Then in the, let's see, fifth inning. Uh, with Verlander still in there, Aaron Judge. It's his 30th homer of the season and his 250th homer of his career. So he's the fastest in game, not age, in games played. Uh, I think Ryan Howard had been the fastest. Judge breaks that by a good amount, by like I think 40 games. Uh, 2-250 and it's his 30th homer of the season. If he hadn't gotten hurt, he honestly would have threatened last season. I mean, it's hard, I don't think he would have gotten there just because it's so tough, but he, he would have really been um, if he didn't get hurt he, he's definitely at least hitting 50 home runs. And that's probably being conservative. So the Yankees make it 6-2 there. That would actually be your final score. So Rodon goes five, like I said. In the sixth, Randy Vasquez comes on. Does a pretty nice job. Um, Randy Vasquez goes two innings and picks you know, one hit, two strikeouts. There was a hit by pitch. Jordan Alvarez got hit a couple times in this game, but nice job by uh, Randy Vasquez, who, again, has impressed uh, in the majors. Wandy Peralta comes in in the eighth. Does allow a walk to Jordan Alvarez, but gets a couple of outs. Then Jonathan Loisaga gets the final four outs of this game, and, and Loisaga, again, has been really, really sharp. Very, very good um, since he returned. And, yeah, so the Yankees win it 6-2. Uh, in a, a very impressive debut for Dominguez and Wells and... Um, just a lot of good stuff there. So we go to game two. Game two was the closest of the three games. Um, and it was a matchup between Luis Severino and Hunter Brown. And this was a rematch of a game that was played at Yankee Stadium earlier in the season. Uh, a game in which the Astros won. In this one, uh, the Yankees do take the early lead. 
Like I said, Glaber remains out. I should have mentioned that Volpe was in the three spot in game one. Domingo's batted fifth in game two. Domingo's already up to the three hole. So he's kind of in that Rizzo spot, if you will. You got LeMahieu, Judge, Dominguez, and, you know, Stanton uh, in the four hole. And then, like, just a bunch of kids. And then, you know, I'm sure every now and then you'll see kind of Falefa. Every now and then maybe you'll see Bowers, although I don't think it'll be very, very frequent. But, um, you know, you, you get the point. So... Yankees, like I said, take the lead in the second. You got a Stanton single, Volpe walk, and then after a Wells uh, strikeout, Everson Pereira walks. So it's bases loaded, one out, and Oswald Peraza singles. And Oswald Peraza, it's a three-hit game for Peraza. He also got an RBI double in the third game. So good to see Peraza, you know, who really, um, the season stats are not very pretty. They are not. He uh, does not have a good, you know, there's nothing. There's no homers. The batting average is low. But, you know, look, he... He's got good defense, provides good speed, and the and there is a I think the bat is there. I think that Oswald Peraza, you know, has the capabilities of being a solid major league contributor. So he gets an RBI single, makes it one nothing, and then you get a base load up by Oswaldo Cabrera, and, and I think Cabrera has been better lately, and I think deserves to get some run because again, he was not getting playing time for a while, and now the kids are up, and he's you know just as young as they are basically. So. Um, basically walk for Cabrera. You then do get a double play, uh, from DJ LeMahieu. So the Yankees are only up to nothing. Then in the second, a leadoff walk by Severino to Abreu and then a two on homer by Michael Brantley. So Michael Brantley, uh, you know, returns from injuries. That's his first home run of the season. He will be a key cog for the Astros the rest of the way here. Uh, a very good hitter in, in an already, you know, very impressive Astro lineup, which is probably underperformed at this point. Certainly did in this series. Uh, so that makes it 2-2. And for Seve, the Astros were fouling the fuck out of him. He, I think they fouled off like 40 or 41 pitches, which was like hadn't happened since like 2013. There was some record there. It was insane. He threw like a 40-pitch second inning. And so he ends up only going, I'm jumping ahead, but he only ends up going four innings, throws 104 pitches. So, I mean, in, in some ways he kept the Yankees, he kind of grinded and kept the Yankees in it, but it was uh, pretty... It I, I, wasn't a good outing for Severino. Like I, I know we want to kind of, you know, there's a little beating around the bush when I think it comes to Sevy lately, but I, I thought it was a bad outing from him. But again, you know, tough Astro lineup. Anyway, that made it 2-2, and it could have been worse, but he, he is able to get Jeremy Pena to hit into a double play. Or, I mean, or it really could have been, he could have been out of the game in the second inning, honestly. Aaron Judge responds with a home run off of Hunter Brown to make it 3-2, his 31st homer of the season. Then in the fourth, after a one-out single by Brantley, Yainer Diaz homers. He hits a two-run homer. It's his 20th homer of the season. He had also homered off of Seve back at the stadium, um, you know, earlier on. So that makes it 4-3 Astros. Seve is able to get through that those four innings. Um, and then Johnny Brito ends up doing an excellent, excellent job out of the pen. And, you know... I think that you're finding, and again, I'm jumping ahead, but Michael King, like being a starter, I like that. I think that could work. And I think Brito being a bulk guy out of the bullpen, I think that could work too. Um, same with Vasquez, but again, like I, I want those guys to ultimately be starters, but Brito specifically, like I, I think that that could be a good role for him. So anyway, Judge walks in the key play of the game for me. Jason Dominguez is up and Mauricio Dubon with a, just a bad error. It wasn't going to be a double play. Dominguez has too much speed. But this should have been an out at second, and it just goes under the glove of Dubon. So Dubon, you know, in for Abreu, doesn't do the job. So it's first and third. Judge getting over from first and third. 
Hunter Brown's out of the game. Phil Maton comes in, and he's, he's almost able to navigate out of it. He does get John Carlos Stanton to strike out. Then Volpe walks. So it's and that was, you know, a, a key at bat there. Bases loaded one out. Two strikes on Wells as well. I think it was a one-two count. Sack fly Austin Wells. So a nice at bat for Wells to tie the game in. And then, you know, look, as much as Everson Pereira has not been good, he has had some nice hits and big hits. Uh, and here's one, an RBI single to give the Yankees a 5-4 lead. That's the game-winning hit. So really, all the kids really did contribute in their own way. Pereira didn't do much offensively, but he comes through with what would be the game-winning hit. Um, Johnny Brito comes on and really just shuts it down. Um, one, two, three, fifth inning. Sixth inning, there's a single to Kyle Tucker, but then he gets a double play of Abreu. Uh, in the seventh, he goes one, two, three. Then in the eighth, single Dubon, but then he gets Bregman a double, to, to hit a double play. So he faces the, the minimum 11 batters, uh, Johnny Brito does. So only one strikeout again. He doesn't have strikeout stuff, and that does concern me, but, you know, he really he did the job. And then Wandy Peralta hits Jordan Alvarez, but then uh, Kyle Tucker flies out. So lefty-lefty there. And then in the ninth, Clay Holmes comes on, and Clay has struggled lately, but looked a lot better in this series. With two out, it was another unfortunate fielding situation for Clay, where Diaz hits a chopper and Clay doesn't field it correctly. So he needs to work on that. But um, you end up getting a situation where John Singleton pinch hits for McCormick, and Singleton strikes out looking to end the game. So the Yankees find a way. A game that the Yankees have not won recently. You know, the Yankees, they've won a lot of those 6 2 sort of semi-lopsided games. They haven't won the close ones. That's one of them that they actually do win. They win 5-4. Now they go for the sweep. They go for the sweep against someone who has, you know, really owned them in Christian Javier. Now, when they faced him at Yankee Stadium early in the season, they did well against him. But today, Javier was, through five, was looking very, very good until the Yankees finally got to him in the sixth. And for Michael King, this was Michael King's first ever win as a starter. Uh, in his major league career. I thought King was really good. He went five innings, which that's a good sign. 69 pitches, right? So King is being built up. Five innings, five hits, only one earned run allowed, which was in the first inning, no walks and four strikeouts. Really solid quality stuff. And, you know, like I said, the Astros take that early lead. Glaber Torres returns to the lineup. Giancarlo Stanton would sit in this one, which allowed uh, Judge to go to DH and as well, the Cabrera to play right field. In the first um, you, you do get a sack fly by Kyle Tucker in a first and third one-out spot, but that was all that the Yankees would allow. Then, you know, through five innings, the Yankees only had one hit. Glaber had a single in the second inning. That was all. Then, in the fifth, I should mention that Austin Wells uh, gets uh, Mauricio Dubon caught stealing. So a nice throw by Wells again. I was, in, I was pretty impressed by his defense because he's, you know, the reputation is that he's an offensive first catcher, but I thought he did a nice job. I, I mean, we'll see what happens uh, in September, but so far, so good there. So the score remains 1-0. Then with one out is Waldo Cabrera singles. And then DJ LeMay, who hits an RBI double. DJ hit rockets in like all four of his at-bats. Um, only is one for four to show for it. Hit a couple of shots to the warning track. But uh, DJ with an RBI double on that play, Jordan Alvarez looked like he might have twisted an ankle or something. He stayed in the game. And so I guess he's okay, but it look, didn't look great initially. Then you get Aaron Judge striking out looking on a really, I mean, the ump did a terrible job that at bat because in that at bat, he kind of gave Judge a couple of close pitches, but the strike three, which should have been ball four, way outside. Terrible job by the ump. Uh, and so now here's the spot. Jason Dominguez, runner on second, two out, one, one on the six. What does he do? He homers. His second homer of his career, second in three games, and the Yankees take a three run lead. This kid just seems calm, cool, collected. He, when he's up there, he kind of reminds me a little of Juan Soto, just a little bit. We have not seen him as a righty yet. And, and again, 
Uh, I think he's better as a lefty, which again is completely fine for this offense and Yankee Stadium. So 3-1 Yanks, Tommy Canley comes on, and, and, and for Tommy, he's been a little bit better very, very recently, but overall, it's been a little shaky. He does really well in this outing. He goes 1-2-3 in the 6th, and then in the 7th, goes 1-2-3 as well. So actually, 6 up, 6 down for Tommy Canley, which is good. Uh, Jose Urquidy would come on in the 8th um, and goes 1-2-3 that inning. Then Loaiza gets in a little bit of trouble. Jonathan Loaiza in the 8th inning uh, gives up a couple of singles. And, it's, and so you get a first and second one-out spot for Jose Altuve. And what happens? Uh, Loaiza gets the 1-2-3 double play. Loaiza makes a nice sort of glaber. And it was reminiscent to the last game versus the Tigers where Loaiza's throw was a little bit off. I don't think it's fair to blame him. I think it was more on glaber. But here, good throw. Everything was good. And the Yankees uh, keep that through on lead. They get some insurance runs in the ninth. Uh, with one out, Glaber Torres, just an absolute bomb. Uh, I think it was maybe close to 440 or so feet. Maybe 435. His 24th homer of the year. So Glaber, if he stays healthy, he might hit 30 this year. So again, Glaber Torres, as much as there's things that are bothersome with him offensively, it's been really, really good, um, especially like since August. So anyway, 4-1 Yanks. Then Volpe singles. Then Austin Wells gets his first RBI hit. He had had a sack fly the day before, and this is his first extra base hit. RBI double Austin Wells knocks in his buddy Volpe, makes it 5-1. And then with two out, Oswald Peraza with a uh, RBI double. Caps off a nice uh, few games for him, makes it 6-1. Then Clay Holmes comes in the ninth. And I thought maybe, like, since it's a five-run game, they'd go maybe to Middleton or something. Well, they bring in Holmes, and he gets the Astros out 1-2-3. And the Yankees sweep the Strohs who are battling it out in that three-way AL West race, and uh, you just can't make this stuff up. Uh, the Yankees go in there, you know, and, and they sweep the Astros. They they win the season series 5-2 against the Astros. So, you know, it, it's it's too little too late for the Yankees, but exactly a little bit of revenge is nice, and, and at the end of the day, if, if it does negatively affect the Astros in the season, you got to like that. So now the Yankees come home, and they will take on the Tigers and the Brewers. Now, they just faced the Tigers in Detroit uh, and had some good success against them. So we don't know who's pitching for the Tigers. Probably a bullpen game type situation, similar to the uh, third game of the series in Detroit versus Garrett Cole. So that same setup. Game two will be the same as game four in Detroit. It'll be Matt Manning versus Clark Schmidt, a game in which Detroit won. And then game three will be Eduardo Rodriguez, the lefty, former Red Sox pitcher, who I thought we might see last series but didn't, versus Carlos Rodon. So a, a southpaw battle there before the Yankees uh, will then take on the Milwaukee Brewers, who that'll be a little bit more interesting from a playoff standpoint where Milwaukee, we'll, we'll talk about them more in the next episode in the preview there, but they, they're in a battle with the Cubs. Um, it, you know, it's certainly, they got a nice little lead, but nothing too crazy. And, and we'll see if Josh Donaldson, but again, uh, is activated for Milwaukee, but we'll save that because the Yankees are going to be taking on the Tigers next. And um, what will be exciting to see is the uh, Yankee stadium debuts for Jason Dominguez and Austin Wells. So where it looked like you weren't really getting a whole lot of September juice, you're kind of getting it now. Uh, and so, you know, it, it gives uh, the fans good reason to tune in and to see what happens. And, um, you know, I, I think that you got to think positively about this. Look, I, I think the overall picture and the overall operation of this team, I, I think, is still very flawed. But the future could be bright in certain spots. And uh, it definitely makes these final 25 games something to see as we look ahead to 2024. Again, Yankees, uh, they're one game under 500. The low watermark, I believe, was six. Uh, they were 62 and 68 
at the end of the Rays series. Fast forward, 6-1 in the last seven. They're now 68-69. and 69. And so, look, uh, we'll see whether they finish the season over 500 or not. Um, they finished the road trip 7-3. and three, And, you know, they, they sweep the, the Houston Astros. Uh, it's, it's something I didn't expect. But Jason Dominga is showing he can be very special as he homers uh, on his first swing of his major league career. And then for good measure in the third and final game of the series, hits the big blow to give the Yankees the lead, earns the sweep versus the Astros, and he will come home to make his Yankee Stadium debut against the Detroit Tigers.